This episode brought to you in part by Ember Shirt Company. Veteran-owned and operated, they can print on in almost anything you can imagine. Shirts, hoodies, doesn't matter. Bring your hats in, doesn't matter. Uh, no setup fee, no minimum, no maximum. You can reach these guys at www.embershirtcompany.com. Patrick Grings, how are you? I'm doing fine as frog's hair. Frog's hair, okay. Here, what did I butcher your name or did no, I say no, it just right? No, necessary. And if it had happened, we would find an appropriate barbecue sauce and a Kaiser roll, and we would have done our best. With it. <laughs> okay, I haven't heard, heard that in years. Ben, yeah, he's here because of you. It's awesome to have him back. When he rolled up into my driveway today, yeah, I had a flashback of last year at this time, and we went and did hood. We did, and he pushed me through it. He got me through it. It was a awesome time. Your wife was in the front yard, if I recall too. Oh, I, yeah. And the look in her eye was—you might be able to guess—is this the last time I see this beautiful human being? <laughs> Bring him back and be sure we got to update the life insurance policy. I would have had to deal with that one, and, uh, and, yeah, and probably not not the best of man, but we did fine. We did yeah. Fine. yeah, and I think just like Ben had said earlier, just according to our schedule, you know, and it worked out really. The best part about it, I think. Is that, I think that was the first sunrise I'd ever actually experienced on Mount Hood. Oh, really? You know, we came right up. Yeah, usually huh. what happens is I mix it up so that I, I've actually climbed Hood totally in the day. I don't know if it was just laziness or, hey, I don't have to use a headlamp or whatever it is. And it's all about, well, it isn't all always all about, but knowing when to turn around. And Hood, if I remember, is a mountain. Is the old, it, it, I call it to other people, I say it's a real mountain. It, yeah. Not just because it's turned me out around on a few occasions. Mm-hmm. You know, you get there and the footing just doesn't work, or the people who are above you are kicking too much debris out. And for me, living in the Tri Cities as I was, uh, just up until last year, three and a half hours later, I can be back home. Yeah. And the mountain's not going anywhere, although it is, uh, I think, a stratovolcano. So it could be going somewhere like, you know, uh, Mount St. Helens and uh, Rainier is similar and Shasta. They're active volcanoes. Yep. Baker. Yep. But anyways. The smell is awful. Yeah. You know, and it depends <clears throat> on which way the wind happens to be blowing. That devil's kitchen can <laughs> sort of hate sulfur, like Shasta, and uh, other cases. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The eyes water and everything, and you're going to pay for it to get to the summit today. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of summits, you, you came with a booklet, and, and it's well, quite Ben's meticulous. It. Yeah, yeah. Ben's grabbing it, and he was going through it. I never go through somebody's uh, personal belongings, but <laughs> it, it's the highest uh, points of every state. Right. How many have you uh, hit? I am pleased to tell you that there are 50 and still only 50 states in the United States, and every one of those states has a high point. So yes. I think they talk about the uh, the big five being Denali or McKinley, yes. I like to call it. We were still McKinley when I summited in 015, uh, high point of Alaska. And then you've got Rainier in Washington State, Hood mm-hmm. in Oregon. And then there are two points that a lot of folks don't interact with a lot because they're not so remote. It's that there's not a lot of people near them. So you get a lot of people climbing hood because you got Portland. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'd yeah. say six of the seven people because I ask folks, where are you from? And I finish the set of Portland. Oh, yeah. We see the mountains out and they take the quick drive. But the highest point of Wyoming is Gannett Peak. Mm-hmm. And it's deep in the Wind River Range. And the route that I t- took to get to it was 25 miles with a pack. Yeah. Solo, no rope. And that was number 49. 
and it's a peak that's so remote that once when I got to high camp, and that would have been August twentieth, no, August fifteenth. Um, Montana was later. It's all a, written down, right? Yeah, here. yeah. There was, <laughs> it's crazy, man. <laughs> How do you know all this? Oh my god! And he was up there, and he and his son had been to top of Gannett Peak. In mm-hmm. Miami, two years earlier, and I think his son was only 16, but a great father and son thing. So he could eyeball me and he'd say, you got your Garmin in reach and all that great stuff. That's good. But it's going to be early. It's going to be dark when you're yeah. correct, sir. And you're going to want to keep going in a certain direction. Irrespective, you're not going to touch your instruments. You know, like they say in pilot aviation, always trust your instruments. And so he really helped me out about when I should turn around and then get to the... Um, the snow bridge. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about this too, snow bridge is, and I know I'm focusing on a particular mountain because no, 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 Hawkeye right. Point is the high point of Iowa. And I brought my folks there in 2014 and they were in their early 70s. It was a road trip. We went to Iowa, Hawkeye Point, the high point. We went to South Dakota, Harney Peak, which is a three mile hike. We mm-hmm. went to the top of it. There's six, seven, and eight year olds, their parents, and sometimes grandparents. It's a lovely, lovely peak. Yeah. And then uh, White Bluffs is the high point of North Dakota, which I had not visited in 2014. And my dad and I went out and, you know, we took that and he yeah. never been up there either. So a lot of high points you can drive up to. There's a right. hike. You can hike, you know, five miles and park way below the, the point. But Wyoming is simply not one of those cases. Yeah, it's more secluded. Remote. Very yeah. remote. And I remember the first, it was a five-day adventure. Solo, no rope. You know, I read a lot about this thing and I'm a one mile into the trail and I encounter three people coming out. And I don't know if you've ever seen that almond Doric Christ-like glow around some people. Okay. They had it. Okay. And I, these people have succeeded in some endeavor together as a team. So I stopped them. I needed to know more. Mm -hmm. They needed to get to the parking lot, which was only a mile away because I learned from that. It was a six day, five night endeavor, but they gave me critical data that I would not have known. The snow bridge is still firm. It collapses every season because yeah. it's just warmth. Oh, yeah. And then the main item is the gal in the group. She said, this is one thing you really need to lock in here. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to about the last two miles to high camp, and you're going to see all this green, and it's going to look like the Shire from Lord of the Rings. And you're going to see tents and people making merry. Leave those people and continue <laughs> up for another mile and a half. Because it's going to be a boulder-strewn hell. Mm -hmm. But you're going to be at high camp. Those people, when they wake up at 2 in the morning, are going to have to go through this boulder-strewn darkness with rocks the size of your Tabor and a Volkswagen bug. And it's going to to cost them dearly. Just get that one piece of data. And part of that, too, is like my libertarian background is just leave people alone. But when they have this Christ-like glow of success. Right, right. And all of that added up. And so everything just went really beautifully. And the sun held out. And it's Wyoming. You're in high country. And you know what they say, be off the mountain by noon and et cetera. And again, good karma. Made the high point of uh, Gannett Peak, which is 13,800 feet. And then... And I like this story. It's a personal story. I'm going to try and keep myself all together. I remembered that I went up the snow bridge when it was completely cold and in shade. Now it's in sunlight, and I'm going to have to come down, back down. So I thought, there's got to be another way off this big old pile of rock, right? So I don't know if it was a pioneering effort or whatever, but it just created my own route. And I could see, there's my tent. Have you ever, like, made a deal with, not the devil, but with God, like, 
How much of a check would you write now to have a zip line from here? <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. To get the F out of there. And, yeah. You know, yes, because I think it's like with piloting and the same with uh, mountain climbing, 80% of the accidents happen on your way down. You can't see it. You're mm-hmm. tired. You have getting your yeah. eyes and the whole thing. And again, karma, the weather held out. And just I, right. one of the happiest days of my life, I get back to the tent and still nobody. Yeah. And it's not... Mount Rainier. Right. This is not Mount Hood. Like, you know, when you and I were there, and I got a picture of Mount Hood, where I think in this one frame I can count on 40 individuals, not even the people at the top, not the people who finished or behind me, or the people who are on their way up. It's it's a traffic jam. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting which, worse around Which we here. didn't experience when no. we did Hood. We were, what, one of four people on the mountain four that day? Five. Maybe. And, and that's, good. that's good. Right. Because when you got that's great. going up and they, somebody kicks something loose. Yep. yep. Well, when we got up to the top, I remember you specifically saying, don't grab onto boulders. Nope. Because oh. there there's a little piece of shale holding a big boulder up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that four-pounder is holding the yeah. 40, which is holding the one ton. And you just try to imagine. Oh, yeah. It's not stopping nope. until it gets to Paul. And you got to wonder how that thing stays there. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, year after year. <laughs> yeah. But what, what's the second peak? I'm so glad you asked. It's Kings, right? Um, Utah. Well, the thing about uh, the peaks, in my order of peaks, yes. Wyoming was 49, and I'm cliffing out on occasions. And again, have you ever embraced the angel of death and said, this could be the day I bite the bucket, kick, you know, bite the shitter, part of my friends? <laughs> no, no. Yes, just recently, too, when I did Mount Hood, and then there was a mass exodus, and you're, yep. do, you're damn if that. you do, you're yep. damn if you don't. And I was like, man, the, 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 the snow is shifting underneath us. We're doing, we're going back. And I then was, yeah. I was checking the avalanche report before yeah. we did it, mm-hmm. and I remember sending him a message. Yeah. It's like, hey, be very careful, because they just had... Four or five days of heavy snow, yeah. high wind, yep. and then they had two or three days of blissful sunshine. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it consolidates down. Yep. You're not sure there could be holes underneath yep. that. So. Yeah. So, second peak. And so, and so the thing about, if you have something to look forward to, this is only number 49. I need to keep my butt alive. <laughs> right. And the weather held out, and Gannett Peak in Wyoming and Granite Peak in Montana are only about a six-hour drive apart. Oh, okay. So, uh Granite Peak is just north of Yellowstone in oh, the wow. Paratooth Range. So you don't have to get very far in. And I remember driving up there, and the night before hiking in, there were these ominous clouds. And you can always give yourself excuses. It's pretty easy, right? Because even Granite Peak is only, I think, 10-hour drive from the Tri-Cities. Right. And as a, by the way, I'm a... A retired, free, roaming, happy bachelor. I got. Two I got you. I can go He's back got, home. I got, got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Good. Yeah. So I get up there, and as a precursor to this, though, it's great to have lessons learned. Yeah. And this was August of 2019. In July of 2019, I tried to climb Granite Peak in Montana. I was unable, but I don't call it a, like a DNF or like a real yeah, attempt yeah. at the mountain for the simple reason that I actually packed in the bottom of my pack to hike Montana's high point, my seven pound literal Denali boots. Cause I thought, and I hiked in with sneakers, yeah. which was not smart. So I well, seen climbing sneakers. Oh, yeah. I and mean, I've seen people on Rainier. <laughs> yeah. Not me. No, thank you. <laughs> on Rainier. Yeah, exactly. But um, 
And so I made it to Highfield, <laughs> which was about 13 miles away, and I was absolutely exhausted. So I looked at the mountain and I says, I don't think there's a chance in Hades that I will have what it takes, even psychologically. Yeah. You know, I've got the equipment, but I'm, I'm, I'm a cinder. Right. Of the volcano. And so I just, and I was good with it. Get yeah. back. And then I went and did more research and I found some boots at REI, three pounders that also take the cramp on. They got just enough flex. And when we do our, like the Mount Hood, and it, I think it was a week after I bought these things. Um, so the July attempt on Montana and then a week later joining some friends for Glacier Peak. It's also one of the five active volcanoes yep. in Washington State. Mm -hmm. So I'm hiking up this thing and I'm going to make a testimony, if you will, for R REI. These were out of the box boots trail and then a 34 mile round trip to a, a very centrally located that takes yep. a long time to get there but i think there were five of us and we'd all experienced various and sundry mountains before and we just clicked and some were friends from had nothing to do with mountain climbing or anything other than they had the experience i thought i love these boots they're three pounds and they're water repellent up to a half a foot crampon compatible. Mm -hmm. So I just cut seven pounds essentially from that. And then the other thing people like to carry a uh, stove. I mean, admit it a has hot its, meal it with has a remote. Its, yep. Good creep. And I looked at the stove and I just said, no stove from me. Put that stove back in there, you know, and the pocket rocket and the gas and the whole thing and the seal a meal bag that you put all the nonsense yeah. in. And it was essentially just summer sausage from Yolks Fresh Market and beef oh, turkey man. and probably five pounds of grapes for, you know, the sugar and the, you feel good. Yeah. And oh, yeah. You like, right? Wasn't a 36 piece chicken nugget and two no. Big Macs at Hood River? No, it wasn't that. <laughs> nah, that's funny. I don't know. I, I apparently have forgotten my lesson when I joined you. That's funny. July 3rd last year, Ben. Yeah. That was sad, but I'm not going to say it won't be repeated because, you know. It's all good, man. Well, Patrick, we, me and you, we have a we have quite the history. Like, what is it, five years now we've known each other? I think uh, a several Badger Mountain challenges. Three, at least three 100s. Because well, the there, thing is, you, you ran Badger Mountain in 2021. Oh, no, this year. This year. 2022. Yeah. And, and they had Badger Mountain last year, and I know I read it in 2021. That was the year that I dropped at 75, and I saw you coming back up McPee. Okay. And you told me to put my running shoes on. Okay. When the sun came up, you told me to put my running shoes on. And I needed to hear that, but for some reason I still dropped. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's always a reason, and sometimes it's a good reason. Yeah. You know, and, and I've got some DNFs too where I call that's a legit DNF. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them I, you can, what can happen, this happened to me, is you're running early in my, I don't know if you call that a career, uh -huh. but, and you find yourself next to like an idol who's run several hundred milers. And yeah. You're about yeah. ready to quit. And I'm thinking to myself, how in the heck can I possibly, they're psychologically crisp. And they look like they're on another planet. They're checked out. Yeah. But I'm ready to go. But mathematically, I should be checked out too. And then you check out. Or mm -hmm. I was running another race. And this was literally Badger Mountain Challenge, that one I was referring to back in 2016. And you're thinking about it. And then the bus or the shuttle comes to pick you up. And now the sun's in the sky. And I'm thinking, what was I thinking? You weren't. You, that, that other yeah. person gets into your brain yep. with uh, not good reason. Oh, yeah. Or you're falling in with people who they're not. And I've heard about this, and I've seen it firsthand. Guy's not having a good day. He was shooting for a 22-hour price. Yeah. And I'm going, 
that's way out of my league. That's I'm more of a 35 hour and 40 minute price. And this guy, he's not having his day. So he's yeah. checking out Rio de Lago, California, similar checkout. I'm thinking, what the heck? But you meet enough of those guys. And if you've got like Badger Mountain Challenge, it gets an out and back 50. Yeah. So they're out and back. So you get back and you kind of go, forget you know, it. I could be, I could be chilling yep. right now. I that's can... still 50. I got to see Bryce. No, not quite, sir. And yeah. Then it, gels and you kind of, and I've got another spreadsheet that's similar to this high points one that grades each and it has literally the what went well what could be improved you know whether it's a finish with a buckle DNF DNS yeah, yeah. some races after you run a lot after mountain javelina you mm-hmm. go back and you remember how important some particular thing is yep. or yeah. you might learn that Red Bull works for me I never I thought yeah that stuff is like toxic yeah right no, it's no, crazy it's, how like a Coca-Cola for me is true. my favorite yeah. thing when I yeah. run you know but yeah. no, I was gonna say like where I first met you was uh Candy Mountain that's right I think I was volunteering and you were on a mountain bike when <laughs> you were near the top I was uh I was I forget what I was doing on the mountain bike but I think I was in recovery phase of whatever I ran prior I hurt my ankle or something but I remember you pulling weeds up on that on that hill, and then I don't know I don't know when it was the first time I saw you run in the neighborhood. But every every time after that, like, I just remember if I saw you or you saw me, we would just course correct and we'd go run for. for... I gotta tell you something though about that. <clears throat> I would take a, what I call an easy five miler. Ben would take us down Bombing Range Road and mm-hmm. come around another corner. <laughs> and the thing about it was. You know, if I if I saw you, I wouldn't like hide. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I because I know what this means is it's not going to be five. It's going to be seven, eight, nine, or ten or something. And there's a certain pace too because there's no lollygagging out here. You were determined. I, I was, was never. I'm not a fast a runner. Quality. That 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 actually that's actually kind of cool. You say that, it but <laughs> I uh, I I always just remember like oh well to to tell you the truth. If I saw you, I'd be like, "Oh man, that means I got to do a couple more miles." And oops, this is <laughs> this is Patrick. He's he can out he can outpace me. He can right. outgun me. Like he's he's been. I mean, he's wearing a Western state. Oh, not I not everybody goes to Western uh, Western. So have you been to Western? Ben? I, I haven't even seen. <laughs> yeah. of course. Okay, all right. I mean, <laughs> if you ask this guy how many hundreds he's done this year so far, yeah. How many have you done this year? So far? You asked me that in the truck, so yeah. I know the answer. I don't have to think about it, but I'm pausing. Uh, Include were, the over 100. Yeah, there were 700s, 150, and a 250. Already? This year. Did I mention that? A free-roaming, happy, yeah. retired. Yeah, yeah, already. Well, here's mm-hmm. the thing to think about, though, too. If you've never actually run a 200-miler, yeah. the Tahoe 200, big for 200, yeah. different in the 100, in the 100, typically... You're running about three miles an hour, or Western States, three point three to just to yeah 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 do all that other nonsense in between, like being a human being, right? Mm -hmm. True, all the rest of it. But when you get to a a Tahoe two hundred, you got two hundred miles, yeah, with a hundred hours, and you go, that's two miles an hour. Yeah, take care of you know you're yeah, including sleep and yep, yeah yeah. And some guys and gals figure out they need very little sleep, and I think I figured out early on. At least four hours night one, four to three night two, three hmm. four, and you pace it all out. Yeah, and I think with Bigfoot in 2016, the main grab for me, even though I was familiar with the Cascades and all of that, was my gosh, 
I get to run with a pack that's maybe no more than 12 pounds mm -hmm. of stuff, right? Right. And I got people that are going to be cooking. I don't need a sleeping bag or a tarp or any of that stuff. They got sleep stations like seven yeah. of them or something. And you put it all together, and it's it's not for everybody, but it's a vacation. I'm going to go get to see some sunrise, sunsets. Oh, my gosh. We got a full moon right in between it. You know, you look up and do that. Mm -hmm. And it's also the people that you fall in with. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and it was the Tahoe 200, the second year that I ran it in 2018. Uh, Guy Brule from Canada, and he's an engineer like me, but he's not yet retired. Grandkids, a few years yeah. older. And I remember we were about a mile 135 or something. You know, you got two thirds of the town. And he's kind of about 100 feet below me on the trail, and I'm running up to him, and he's just kind of looking around. I'm like, you know, pinch me. Look at this scenery. Right. It's a snow oh, yeah. of the mountains. And it's an extremely wonderful <clears throat> course because we are going, was there, counterclockwise that year. So we're on the rich, buttery Tahoe Rim Trail, which I think 400,000 people run every wow. year. A lot of from Tahoe, they collect numbers. And he, so he knows a lot about I go. I go to Tahoe yeah. pretty much every summer. He, it's his Bingo. favorite place. Yeah. So, and what that's what I remembered. The west side of the trail and around Tahoe is a little more tough. Yes, it's side, desolate. It's de uh, desolation. desolation yeah, yep. we, we were routed down because if yep. we just did a circle around Taco, it wouldn't have been two hundred miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's one hundred seventy six around the lake. Okay. The 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 rim trail is. And yeah. That's what I remember on the west side, and there would be because I'm a back of the pack guy. By the time I'm at mile one forty or something, we're way yeah. spread out. You look behind, you look ahead and the sun's parked an hour and a half from the horizon. He's just there, there's tears of joy. And it's just oh, yeah. wonderful out there. And it comes down by the lake and you're, oh, you're yeah. you look at your spreadsheet that's in your pocket and you're on time or maybe you're a little bit ahead and that means I'm gonna take a little bit more time in the aid station, the sleep station. Or yeah. Yeah. Just gonna have the opportunity to have greater, deeper conversations because sometimes people are at just different paces or they're in zombie mode and you hand them a vibrant. Which is where what I'm is at. this? It's a vibrant. Are you allowed to do this? Ah, I won't tell if you won't tell. And then they're gone. My friend left me. Right. <laughs> they're energized. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always, it's always, uh, intrigued me at how, how you became who you are. Like, how did you get to this point? Where did it start? How you, I mean, when did you start running? Yeah, how long have you been in the game? Yeah. And I think it defines, you know, what does in the game mean? Because I I think what it is, is uh ran the first marathon, like 2010, the Tri-Cities Marathon. Okay. And hit the ball at mile 20. And so it was another two years later, um, so 2008 and then 2010, and I ran the same marathon and I repeated the same lousy performance, like a four-hour, 35-minute finished. Yeah, felt bad psychologically. Yeah, because really it's a hor it's a horrible run. It's a horrible run. I okay. hate that race. Okay, well the thing about it for me, <laughs> I'm just gonna say I, I hate that race. I'm gonna say that it's horrible. I think I've run it many times. Same. It's cheap. It's in the backyard. Fine. You always and say I that about to get it. Better. It's and right I here. Always fall in with people that you started friendships with, and then it moves on to something greater than that. Right. But. um yeah, so then a friend of mine ran was running a race in bu 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 bum, where I think it's California near Los Angeles. Uh, it'll come to me, but it's called the Surf City. Okay, and unlike this race in Tri Cities, I think there were fifteen thousand running oh, yeah. and six thousand running the full, and it was seventy three degrees Super Bowl weekend. And I, at mile twenty, the same lousy performance, and so I think I finally figured out 
by the Oak Harbor, the Whidbey Island Marathon. In yeah. April of 2011. You remember it well. It's, it's a little <laughs> bit of just throwing numbers out there. Oh well, my it, God. it was special to me because I want to get through the, the hitting the wall thing. There's a formula, right? Yes. Like some that's, people, that's my next question. I had a runner friend who said, you got to start out with a big ass breakfast. The eggs and the bacon mm. and just bring it with you preheated, you know, in the car and shovel it down. And that was huh. one of the tri-season marathons. And I told my Bill, a mile into this, I lost all of the breakfast. So for some people, Bill likes the big ass breakfast. It works. Yeah. For me, it's the big dinner. And they say the whole carbo loading thing. No, this is the Costco chicken and a pound and a half. The rotisserie chicken. Salad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a couple of cold beers. And you actually get yourself a night in a motel on Whidbey Island. Uh-huh. And you watch just some mindless TV. Because after the right. first beer you, and the chicken. And you make a whole picnic out of it. It's zero stress. And so then, you, for me, minimal amount. Just enough. Mm-hmm. And then those goos every four, five, six miles. And stay hydrated. Can't mess with those goos. And the cool thing, too, with it, Nick, was I got to mile 20. I'm fine. I see people experiencing what I had felt and experienced before. And I'm not one of those guys anymore. Yeah. And it wasn't a sub four. I mean, it wasn't. I'm not a fast guy. We can commiserate yes. on that. Yes, we are. You are not fast, but you are You are it's a grinder. Consistent. I, very consistent. Like, to the point where... I, I I love you, Patrick, but when I saw your blinking light disappearing in the night up candy, oh, that one attempt I had, I, yeah, I was like, how the no. F is he doing this? Yeah. Well, I'm, that. Ha- I'm 20 years younger than him. And I'm, I'm you shouting know? at your light that's across the way when we're going through the Jeep trails, all of that up and down nonsense. And I'm thinking, multiple thoughts, as yeah. in I could wait here. I could, right. this is still, this is still early in the second lap. Right. And I'm, I, I, I love you, Ben Beck, and you're No, I, I don't but, want anybody waiting, waiting is, for me. It's my, it's my race. Yeah, it's you your get, race. You got to keep coming back yep. to it, whether it's year after year that race or some right. other race. Yeah. And you dial it in. You know, how do you handle the night? Maybe, like me, I know I slow down. My friend who you met a year ago, Joe Shrum. Yep. He goes faster at night. What? That's great for you, dude. I've got to put time in the bucket. Right. Saving account. So there's the sun. Thirty minutes after sunset. Okay, I'm I'm slowing down. I can't see as much. That's the way I'm wired up in the old brain. Cool. I can draw on that three hours that I put, you know, in the hopper. Yeah. And oh, the other thing about things when I talk about wired up is you, you got to see me uh, projectile hurl. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, whether you, and the thing about it too was I think I was doing my thing and then a headlamp just in time and it was like something out of a Spielberg beautifully directed just just a half a second just to have it and then the headlamp went nice. oh Pat but yep. I felt great and I was worried about you I was like wait a minute was it elevation were, sickness no it was I ate 4,000 calories of <laughs> two nuggets and, I, and one of these cold iced coffees I overdid it on the calories. I, before? Yeah, we stopped We stopped in Bigs on yeah, the way yeah, there. Yeah. And I got two Big Macs and a like a 10-piece chicken nugget. Yeah. He got a 36-piece nugget and I think Goodness. a Big Mac, too. And an ice-cold coffee. It was, it was way... And I put my chicken nuggets in my backpack. Okay. I ate my Big Macs on the way there. But... Ben, I got to do this now. All right. Goes, and Ben's like, I got a wife who's going to be really... I'm going to put the best bow on top of this package. But, yeah. But we did all right with that. But I've never gotten ill on a marathon or a 50 or a 100-miler or a 250. Yeah. And 
And I think it's because the longer it is, the more I can just put in 1,500 calories worth of whatever. Yeah. And then down it with whatever and then get another good 11 yeah. miles. Well, you, um, you, you talk about this crap that you put in your system. <laughs> McDonald's. Well, no, no, no. But it, it's garbage. Yeah, it's it's, it's garbage. <laughs> but you, you... Doesn't Dean Carnazes do the same thing? He's waiting for the pizza to show up and then just rolls it into what a... Do you, but what you wouldn't even... Like, I could see you and I do it, but man, this guy's a twig. He's healthy. Yeah, he's, he's well, the so we're healthy too. The, but the, do- the doc, <laughs> yeah, the doc from uh, this is one of the analogies I always think of when I watch Back to the Future too. When he pulls into the driveway and Marty's sitting in the driveway with his girlfriend, and they're like, "We got to go back and see your kids." And he pulls out. He needs. I need garbage, and he starts. Banana peel, he opens. Oh, yeah, he yeah. opens the thing. He just starts shoving garbage into it. Yeah. I mean, what did we do at the gas station in in Benton City? Yeah, I hear I mean, you. What, what, what kind of food were we Besides eating? watching uh, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Besides uh, watching them clean their uh, their vehicle with yeah. windshield wiper fluid. One of my, one of my most uh, interesting things I think about you, Patrick, is like how you have that mental fortitude and that mental capacity to push through the really hard things. And like... I've learned a lot from you, a lot, a lot from Jason. Just you, you have helped me in my in my hundred, my one hundred miler I've done, and it, even in things like when I when I went and ran with Nick, we, you know, I recognize when I want to quit, and you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But we, we don't talk about that though. No, uh, it, it needs to be talked about because, <laughs> like, I it, it's I find myself getting down on myself and. You know, like my first Badger 100 miler. I got to put this bend up. Yeah, yeah. I would, click, you're click. making noises. Yeah. Um, so my first Badger 100, I dropped right when we came out of the Jeep trails. My wife picked me up, drove me up to McBee, and I'm sitting in the car. You remember this, right? Is that when I'm in the cab of the truck with you, too, and she took a picture from the outside? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to just... Yep. Yeah. But I was not ready. I wasn't ready at that time. Like I didn't, I couldn't see the potential. I could not imagine going up McBee again. It just wasn't in the cards. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, I had plenty of time to finish on that one. That's why I was in the cab of the truck. Right. Having a talk. And I, you know, and I leave and I wonder, I didn't find the right words. I'm not, I'll never be a coach. What's going on? I just remember being like, oh, this guy, just leave me alone. I can't, I I can't do this. I just can't. It's a beautiful picture. Right. But, you know, it's in those times that I look back on when I do get down on myself and when I do want to quit, I think about stuff like that. Oh, that's important. You know what I mean? Like that we're all going to, including you, you're, you still hit those walls. Oh yeah. And it just, I'm glad that, yeah, that somebody as good as you, like it, it gives me hope, you know, like, so, but, uh, what do you feel is your, and when I ask you, when I ask you your biggest failure, I'm asking you about like a DNF you had, one that you felt really, it really weighed on you heavy. I, I think the one from Bryce. Okay. Okay. And it was 2019, I think right around May 17. You think Bryce, May 17, boom, weather should be decent. 
we got snow, we got sleep mm. in the day, mm-hmm. the first day of the whole thing. But me, I'm that I'm slow for multiple reasons. A, that's how I'm wired up. The other thing is, I mean, do you need a parka? I've got an extra parka in my pack for mm-hmm. you. You know, there's yeah. just all of this stuff, just in case, and the Denali mitts and all this with hand warmers. I'm I'm styling. It, yeah. Let it rain, let it pour. That's good. But it was kind of harking back to one of the things that I mentioned. I met a couple of guys also from Washington State the night before, pick up your bibs and all that, we're talking. And one of the two guys was one of these 22-hour fast runners. His mm-hmm. buddy was like a slower guy like me. And during the actual race, there's this lollipop section where you kind of go out and you do this little five-mile loop and you come back. And I think, I'll use his name, Adam. I'm heading out to the lollipop. I see Adam. He's heading back. He's one of these guys who wants to run fast race. We talk a bit, and he says, yeah, once I get to the, you know, the 50 finish, because mm-hmm. it was a double out and back, essentially. Just like Badger. Because yeah. of all of the yeah, show yeah. and the rerouting. And I'm thinking, but well, that's not, Adam, you could literally walk like a 2.8 miles an hour, and you're going to finish the whole thing. He says, yeah, it's just not my style. I'm not having my day too much, and I feel like I got a little thing going on, head cold or whatever. And as we're talking, his buddy John shows up about my pace so he wasn't too folks farther behind me and he's volunteers he's just in his own head he sees adam we're all talking yeah when i get to the drop off at 36 miles i'm gonna yeah. and these two guys are not having their day mm-hmm. and that's never been a reason i mean what is it ultra runner magazine there are 18 reasons to drop only two of which are legitimate reasons mm-hmm. try to guess the two and it's, they make it very very easy and the 16 are yeah, yeah if you're tired or you're not having your day those are certainly not one nope right uh so now i got these two guys on my mind and then i fall in with another guy he's about my age and he's done western states when it, western states was a lot easier to get into it. No lottery and the whole thing. A number of times, a lot of things in common. And then he says, this is why I will not say or share with another runner, I'm not having my day. or Because it's like poison. And he's, yeah. he's going to drop it to 50. And I'm just thinking about this whole thing. And I'm thinking, well, you know, to be honest with you, I'm self-talk. Mm. I'm not having my day either, Joe. So it's like, cancer. I come yeah. down to the end of the first 50 chunk, and I've still got 20 minutes in the bank. And I know it's May 17th, right? We're what? Almost two full months into uh, spring. Days are long. Nights are short. I love that part. Um, as far as just physical feeling, I'm good. My drop bag's over. Even the gal who's waiting, I say, you know, I'm not having my day. She looks at me and says, you got 20 minutes to go in through your drop bag, get some soup, get your bum out of here. What, is that, what do we need to do to make you have your day? I said, ah, I'm looking at this little area of the tent where other people who were definitely not. I mean, these <laughs> folks, you don't want to make eye contact too long. Then you have a relationship with some <laughs> a really tough time. Yeah. And the <clears throat> clock is winding out. And then I go, so I take the, the metal. Mm-hmm. for the 50 mile and the other dumb thing about the whole thing is i didn't have any like plan b like a backup motel the backup was going to be i'm going to take this stinky sweaty body and i'm going to get into a sleeping bag in the back of my car huh. and not sleep because i got stuff on my it's done yeah i got yeah. this piece of metal which is really plastic it's lovely but it says bryce and everything on it. yeah but it's not a buckle it sure as heck ain't no it's not the same. Uh, and I, I think that one is it. But if, huh. we, if we flip to the other side for you, there's one called the Uray Colorado. Oh, yeah. You've ran that? 
Hooray for you, Ray. Now, let me go. There's one at the end. Goodness, go for it. Just go for it. I, no, I don't you, think you realize who you're talking about. <laughs> if, you, if you look at the overhead map for you, right, yeah. Uray is only a town about a half a mile across Correct. by a mile up and down. It's not right. a big town. And when you see the corners, you think, how could that possibly be 100 miles? It's essentially just an entire system of out and backs. So, oh, yeah. Yep. And then there's an eight-mile loop that you do both directions. Okay. So when you add it all up, you get... 100 miles. The thing about you, Ray, is if you know Western states, a little bit of the stats, Mm -hmm. Western states is a 100 miler. Yes. And it's net descent. It's a net 18,000 up and 23,000 down for 41,000. Badger Mountain Challenge, if I remember, we've run like 26-ish. I I think it's 14, isn't it? Well. Is it? Or is the that total the fifth and down? And I always like oh the oh melting. total yeah 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 yeah. In yeah, your yeah. brain, yeah. you could just literally yes. do yes. badger, candy, uh, and then going Goose. up to grunt and all the crap yep. to Chandler and back it up all the yep. way and then do that twice. And go, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what that is. So yeah. it's deceiving, man. Very deceiving. Yeah. Western states forty-one. Um, bum, 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 bum. Hard Rock sixty-six thousand. Yes. You Ray eighty-three thousand in one. Hundred miles. You're either going up, yeah, or yeah, or going down. down. You're on that yeah, ridge yeah. line very little. That I, I DNF that one. I got to the point where I was at mile sixty-five, so going all the way through the night. The thing about that is, this is Colorado, where you oh something's coming out. A little bit of that sunscreen comes on, you know, boom, boom, and thirty minutes later it's raining on you. What the heck was that all about? <laughs> what, you know, because literally, I'm on this ridge line. Before I got to the ridge line, I fell in with a couple of guys. These are guys that you just you're the caboose. You don't talk to these guys a whole lot. I don't know how that if you experience this. So when I introduce myself and their self, the the guy who's running, he's about in his forty something. He's from someplace in Texas. I know a big state. Let's say Austin. And the other guy who's his pacer has done bad water like twice in a row. Finished boom. And I thought, I'm a caboose. I got a piece of rope. You can't see it, but I'm hanging with these dudes. These mm-hmm. dudes are going to finish this monster. And I hung behind him, and then we got up to a ridge line in on Uray, Colorado. There are nine separate occasions where you're above about ten thousand feet, and then there's one where you you know you're touching the creation of God, the clouds that are yeah. in at twelve five or something. Wow! And you hang around a little bit of time because, but they look menacing. But it's all downhill from here. This is the highest you're going to get on this course. Great. So I'm tethered to these guys. And then it looks like the weather's going to open up on us. Is it rain? Is it snow? What is it? You know, you're at 10,000 something. So they're kind of hunkered down here. And I don't know for sure what's going on in the night. Maybe they're done or whatever. I can't be. But I had my bomb-proof, rain-proof thing, and I quit putting it on because I was used to Tahoe. I've done Tahoe a few times. And when you just, I can smell ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get under the tree, you know, and hang out for the, first three minutes that are just going to be really hard and that might be a little bit more time okay anyway those guys got their gear on i got my gear on we kind of just waited out because it just hailed on us maybe an inch of this stuff up there. and the other thing is we had to do some bushwhacking to get there so now in about 45 to 60 minutes all of that hit because of still about 45 degrees mm-hmm. but this is ice all that's going to melt and it's going to take the bushwhacking and the mojo back behind us and turn it into something a little bit less happy right <laughs> and then since it's always an out and back out and backs or or loops we're going down to crystal lake which is mile 65 which is you know i'll pat myself on the back it's a healthy amount of miles yeah 
And as I'm heading down this thing, I'm just doing the math. I'm going to have to come back up this, <laughs> go through that mud haven, do the switchbacking, and then come out on a section of road and get to Felon Park. And then before 7 p.m., really change out the gear for going oh, yeah. into the final night of this thing. Yeah. And there was, again, a shaft of light covering Crystal Lake Aid Station. And you could see, even down there, as you descended, the isolated thunder showers are just that. You can see. Yeah. If anybody's over there, they're getting hit hard. Yeah. I'm not over there. But I got hit, hit with the hail, but I had the bomb proof on, so everything turned out. Yeah. I had about 20 minutes, maybe 25, before the aid station cut off. I'm doing some math. And... I see these two guys, the Texas guy who's running the race and his bad water challenge, bad, bad water finisher, who's his pacer. Yeah. And, and they leave. The train's leaving. And the filament, I, I cut the filament and I saw it. That's my train leaving. And when I looked at the aid station captain, who was also the medic, um, I think in Bidfoot and Tahoe, a couple of the early ones, I just said, I'm done. And the number of people that piled in after, which all had not you know, met the cutoff, obviously, mm -hmm. where, boom, boom, what, is there going to be a bus to take mm -hmm. us to the Sheraton? Yeah, it's We're yeah. good. I met up with those two guys the following day. I, I think we started 8 a.m. Friday and ended. This is a 52-hour race. When they give you 52 hours in Colorado, I need not finish the sentence. You can finish it yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a lot of time, but when, <laughs> no. when I... When I when, <laughs> no. When I think about Colorado no. starting off, I think of elevation. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's a slowdown factor. <laughs> yeah. And I met up with those so. guys. They made it to mile 85, and they were the rain had come in, and they were literally Jeez. crawling up yeah. a mud bank, and then they said, we're, we're so done here. The best, I've got to continue on the U-Ray, though, and that was what I call a legit DNF, because I just did the math and the numbers, and I get to Felon Park, and now i got to do... I think three other out and back mountains. Like you were going to miss with the cutoff? With the grand golden gate at the end. Oh. But my favorite memory really of the whole thing was I went and found a hotel. So the second night, I'm not on the mountain. I'm in a hotel like 30 miles because everything's booked up. Yeah. And I'm good with it. I think I went out for Chinese food and I said, this is good. Man, I've been tested. I hit my limit, legit limit on this bugger. Got back the next day. Course closes at noon. So I'm there probably 11. People are commiserating. The fast runners, you know, 36 hours. Yeah. There are seconds left on this clock. And I don't, I don't recall his name, but he's dressed like Johnny Cash, so help me God. Black All shirt, black. buttons, <laughs> black shirt. And he was not a small guy. He was not 145 pounds. He was closer to two, double lot. And we see him coming in. We were confused. What can this be? And he was the finisher by just seconds. Collapsed across the finish line. The kids covered him. I think his wife rolled him over. And then they set the buckle, and it's probably one of the most, not a gaudy, it's big, but it's Chief Uray, Indian Chief, was named after a meteor that came in. So it's a highly stylized, goosebumps worthy. You set this huh. one here, and all the other stuff goes over here. Yeah. That. You gotcha. Yeah. And it was, it's a, and it still goes on. But what I found out, too, is, oh, I'm dwelling on this particular race, because this is the dig in, right? Uh I remember, too, the, I think the thing that made me get the DNF is running out of time, getting a crystal with 20, 22 minutes. On the go eight miles one direction, turn around, go eight miles the other direction. At one point, going the other direction, lap number two, I got myself squirrely and turned around. Mm. And uh. in my head, in my head, I didn't know this. All I saw were headlamps coming toward me, and I thought, 
those guys must be on lap one of this loop. Do I tell them that you're never going to be able to finish in time? I was the guy who taught that up. Yeah. And I finally had happens, a man. six foot one who I'd fallen in with and we talked and everything with this pink nuclear colored like that pink right over there. Yeah. Raincoat. Yeah. And I went up to her and I said, yep. Teacup Studios. I think I'm going the wrong way. And she said, we concur. <laughs> and then I said, how far of, and then she dialed some things in and we exchanged pleasantries for like a few more seconds and I just bowed out of hell. I got to get wrong. But that must have cost me like 40 minutes. Wow. You know, until I finally added it up and thought, no, that's a killer. They were the ones looking at me thinking, he, he doesn't have a chance in hell. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just, it, like you said, 83,000 feet. The Bigfoot that's, that's, that's a lot, bro. That's bro. That's the Bigfoot's <laughs> limited but it stretched across 205 miles. Yeah. yeah. And the, I think the highest point in Bigfoot Cascades is lower still. The but Bigfoot's point. not, it's very under, underrated, uh, especially Helens. Helens out of out of the mountains in Washington State. Helens it, it is uh, a force to be reckoned with, man. Oh, yeah, and it gets hot out there. Yes. And it's August. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and there's nothing there. There's nothing there, but just you're exposed. Yeah. And you're very exposed, and if you even if you're middle of the pack, there's a certain area where there's a rope, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and it's been since 2018 since I've run it. Okay. Get two ropes. Is that's, it too hard to get two that's ropes? That's before you go through the Tootle River, okay. r- ravine. All right. It's it's the ravine before the Tootle River, which is a 2,000, it's a 2,000 foot decline, yes. and then a 2,000 foot climb out on that pumice, that switchbacks. Mm-hmm. I, that is That's a rough. miserable part of it. But the barren wasteland across the oh, face, on the north oh, side, it is. But it, if yeah. you've got a clearish kind of day and relatively warm and plenty of water and you know where the spring is, yeah. it, it's fantastic to think, you know, 1980, May, and here you are, you know, 40 years later. And there are trees growing that have... Oh, yeah. So how, how many 200s have you done? You've done how many times the, the triple, crown? Triple, triple crown. crown. Triple crown. How many times? Let's see. Bigfoot was in 2016. Okay. And then Tahoe and Moab in 2017. So that's not a triple crown. Okay. So oh. now I'm familiar with these races. Oh, okay. But you've done three 200s? Uh, I've done Bigfoot twice, Tahoe twice, Moab Oof. twice, and then the Cocodona 250. And oh, then wow. And some 120 and 150s thrown in there. Like there's this one in Canada just north of... Uh, it's only like five and a half hour drive from the Tri Cities oh, in mm-hmm. BC, uh, called Fat Dog. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's one hundred twenty miles, not kilometers, and you get forty eight hours. And the thing that I remember about it is, you know, the uh, Western states, the first four miles is the escarpment. The uh, Fat Dog, you have a ten mile escarpment to you, just going up, <laughs> back, and, and okay, you're good, and then you're coming down, but. You're above the Alpine, and so yeah. you can see all of this. And the other thought that keeps brewing in my brain with all of these, especially the scenic ones, is I'm coming back here. I'm not coming back to run a 100 or another. I'm coming back with a backpack because you'll see these people. They're frying up something. Oh, yeah. Things, and they only had to hike like 12 miles. Yeah. Know, I don't know if they needed a permit. Yeah. And it's a tent, and there's no rain, and they're beautiful. People. That's how it is, like on the enchantments. Person. Yes. Yes. Which I still haven't done. You're messing out. <laughs> I, need, I need to do it. Yep. It's, so this would be a my question to you, because you've done, I think, just about every race that I can think of. I think there are now a little over 200, 100 mile or greater distances. Yeah. Legit. What would be Buckle, your... Course, everything. 
what would be your dream race? Dream? You mean you were you like create something? No, no like just the one that you haven't ran or done yet that you really want to. Okay, they just created one in Montana, and I think they maybe ran it last year. The Crazy Mountain. That that was uh, what uh, Cameron Haynes did last weekend. Just yeah, okay. yeah, last Thank weekend. You. I don't know if it actually happened in 021, hmm. but the thing about it is, when it comes to a great race, how many? Yo, go ahead. Sorry, I like that. I yeah, am was. happier to okay. let the inaugural runners come back with feedback. Mm-hmm. On it. Yeah. Um, to, to kind of springboard, the Wyoming Range 100 miler, which is just below Grand Teton, a point to point covering beautiful course, was supposed to take place in 020. Mm-hmm. A lot of races did. So then they had it last year, and they had, I believe it was 80 people sign up. A little back up on that. I was yeah. going to run it. I was signed up, money, the whole thing. I was in um, Jackson Hole, boom. And I think it was about 24 hours before the race was starting, they changed it. And they changed it for our own good, really. Uh, I think it was the race director uh, was up at the top of the mountain, the high point. He says, I got 10 feet of visibility, and it's 20 degrees, and mm. it's not going to change. And I'm not sending people up there. Yeah. So instead of starting from the south, heading due north, we started at the north. We headed down 51 and then back. Gotcha. And I just wrote email, you know, Mr. Um, Cook, I understand you're race director, and I'm really looking forward to this, but the happiest, most beautiful part where you can actually see the, the Wind River Range. You know, oh, yeah, beauty, yeah. That's kind. Yeah. And so they had 80 really signed up for it last year, and they had a 25% success rate. I looked at the ultra sign-up results, and I saw like 19 finishers, one DNS, and I says, something's wrong. Dennis, what's wrong? The DNFs, he said, aren't really DNFs. We're not going to demerit anybody. We learned so much. Oh. So huh. August 19th through 21st, that's when I'm going to be running that one. In okay. And okay. it's always the weather. I mean, you can have yeah. all the equipment, but it gets to a point, too, where I like to say, I'm out here enjoying this one. I'm not enjoying this nonsense. People use the phrase pain cave and suffer fest. Yeah. I can tell you, ring binder and the whole thing and the stats, what went well, I've never gone into a pain cave. I've gone into sort of a frustration cave. Yeah. Trek being pulled breaks. I'm a half a mile and I'm not on the guy at GPS. Yeah. Okay, how do we correct this? Yeah. Gotcha. But I'm not that guy that you see in the pictures or gal who's staring off in the space thinking, no, I got 60 miles left. It's dark. I'm going to have a night number four. Duh. That, no. So, so Crazy Mountain in Montana. Yes. I believe that's what they ran last week. Cameron Haynes and uh, Mike McKnight was yep. his pacer. Mike McKnight's going to be on the podcast tomorrow, by oh the way. God. So, yeah, and you've, you've ran with him, mm-hmm. uh, amongst him. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. And that's just amazing. So how many 100s have you ran? Just give the, the, the listeners. The, and when, when we say if, 100 or greater distance. Just greater. Yeah, you've done seven so far this year. <laughs> this year. Seven yeah. this year. This year. <laughs> So, uh, I think it's 57 with 60 NFs. How many? Six? Yeah. So, it's about like an 89% success rate. Okay. But again, I go in, drop eggs, got plenty of goodies. Yeah. I know yeah. I'm going to be back in the pack, whether it's Western States or otherwise. You always, you, one thing I've noticed about you when you're coming into the aid station, you always have a smile on your face. You're always... I'm here for the good time. Dude, you're you're like, when when I, when I roll Shepherd in... Senior. Yeah, when I, when I roll into an aid station with him in the in the past, yeah. like he's just like, "What do we got going on?" He's just yeah. he has a good attitude, and you know, the couple times where he outpaced me, um, 
I rolled into the aid station. He's just sitting there chilling, waiting for me, and the, the, yeah, taking a nice little break. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, it's it's cool that you're here, man. Because uh, when when you told me Patrick, I'm like, yeah, I met him at the Island the Hop, snake, the Snake River, River Island Hop, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm like, that's him, that's him. And then it, I was like, it can't be him. But then he told me that you sleep on the run, but yeah. then. When we ran together, you took a nap. I don't know how you I can think take I a nap. Above the, where the train tracks <laughs> yeah. were, so people wouldn't see me. Yeah, or something. Yeah. You, know, like, you know, dude. But I kind of time it out. And it's, it's a picnic out there. But you've never slept in a porta potty, right? You're not the one that Jason is always saying no sleeping in porta potties. <laughs> oh no, no, no! That's Nothing disgusting, like that. dude. Yeah. The thing, the thing is, <laughs> the sleeping is. Where you set your watch or your digital device and you put an earphone in one ear and you test to make absolutely sure. And then you're within hollering range of an aid station. Yep. And then you get trusted. So you're going to be here yeah. for three hours and you get all that lined up. And if it's a 200 miler, 200 miler, those volunteers and aid station captains, they're right on it because part, a lot of it too is your capitalism <laughs> and business. And if they're not, that's part of the job. Even though they're a volunteer, some of them get compensated with, you do this for eight hours, you're going to get $120 off on your fee for Bigfoot next year. I'm hand blaming something yeah. like that though, right? Yeah. That's when, when I dropped, when I was going to drop that first 100 miler attempt and you sat in the car with me, I remember you saying, I remember you saying, just, just go climb into that U-Haul trailer right there. Mm-hmm. Take a little nap. Oh, and I yeah. was like, so this guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah, this like, guy, like I, I can't nap right now. <laughs> okay. But this, you're right. It springs into the mountain climbing, though, too. And, like, I think you saw 1994 with Rainier Mountaineering going up uh, Mount Rainier. And this was the first major mountain I'd lived in the Tri-Cities two, three years or something like that. And it looked really interesting, but I wanted to be safe. So yeah. I looked up Rainier Mountaineering. They're hard ass. They're safe. They know their stuff. 1969 formation. Okay. Yeah. So we get up to Camp Mir by early in the afternoon. And then the idea is you get horizontal in the hut. Mm-hmm. You may not sleep. You're going to be thinking about things. Just get horizontal. People try not to be talking to each other. And I don't know if I did sleep at all. That, that's like the phrase for me. Even if you're taking a trail side nap, that 20 minutes feels so good. Just mm-hmm. make sure you hmm. get out of it in time. This, and, this last year when I did my completed my 100, yeah. I only slept three and a half hours prior to the race because well, my anxiety was so through the roof. You mean before you showed up at the starting yep. line? I had three and a half hours. <laughs> space but I just space. I looked at it this way. I said to myself, <laughs> I'm going to at least be able to sleep when this is over. Yeah. And I slept real good. I slept yeah. 14 hours, mm, woke up good. for yep. two, and then I slept another 10. Yeah. Okay. I slept solid. And Jason was good that. good time. Jason was laughing at me. He's like, "Have fun t- have a fun time trying to sleep tonight." And yep. I'm just like, "I'm out. Yeah. I will be out." 2014 Badger Mountain first hundred miler. <clears throat> it was 14 hours about and you know, you wake up and no dreams, nothing. Yeah. Just deep so God, but the island hop was it's an out and back and 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 people know people in the tri cities know you well they the, do the, know, the, they the do rest, know him the race directors know you, some of the people who volunteer at those races know you, and they're like, I, he's probably taking a cat nap, I'm like, for yeah. real, yeah. I'm like, so any minute I'm like. I'm going to run into this guy. I'm going to run into this guy. And it, uh, you, you took a nap, I believe, 
like not even halfway, before halfway, and, and I'm like, man, I'm going to run into this guy. Who? Where's this guy at? And I, I didn't run into you at all. And I'm, I'm probably uh, in a spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just okay. like, <laughs> 40 minutes. Because Shira was real generous in the amount of time. But the thing is, if I remember right, it was a 50K and a 100K. And Hope Fox did the 100K. It was before they did the 100. Okay. It was before they did the 100. All right. Yeah. It was before they did the 100s. Yeah. And I just was like, what the heck? And then he told me, he's like, yeah, man, that, Patrick's the only guy that I know can fall asleep while running. Yep. Yeah, I think I met a gal from Ohio in 2019, and that was the first 100 that she finished. We fell in on the second 50 miles of it. And usually I'm just a solo operator kind of guy, and we started talking, and pretty soon hours are going by, and this is just absolutely great. And we got to the Chandler Butte where you turn around, and what do you have to go, like five miles from the single track? And she was ahead of me. And, uh, and I remember, as you're heading from Chandler back to that single track, mm-hmm. make sure the lights are on your left. There's city and yep. stuff. Yeah. And there's maybe a light from a farm or whatever. But she was balls out and took the, the, the down to the farm road. That yeah. Now okay. people have taken because <laughs> there's flagging, but we can't. Courtesy of whatever put the pink flag in the big yeah. arrow there. That night yeah. you can't well, see. Well, yeah. I I made some metal signs of the reflectivity Good. for for the race. I I told Jason. I asked him if I could me. do that. And and finally, I'm like, wait, this no no, Connie, whatever. And since this was her first hundred that she was, I mean, she's from Ohio. She'd run I think Burning yeah. River and Mohican. Yeah, and all of that. And uh, a brother-in-law lived in. Tri Cities, so she started like, oh my god, they've got a hundred mile there. I'm in, book, big, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't know each other before that, and you know, we connect up, and I, I have to tell her the most we've lost is maybe ten minutes. We turned thirty degrees, we head up this way, just watch for stray barbed wire, maybe a cactus mm-hmm. or something, and we're good. And then I think we got on the ridge line because I ran the Mohican uh, like a year, uh, month ago or whatever, and yeah, she reminded me of some of this. Well, of course you don't remember, you were sleeping. You were sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. If that works for you, great. But I that's what just, it does. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's crazy. That's 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 it's unheard of. It works. I guess. It's so dangerous. I've, I've witnessed it. Well, you know, we were not exactly on a ridge line. I know, I know, but it's just like, how do you do that? I don't know, man. You're just yeah. like, so overly exhausted, and you're falling asleep while moving. It's yeah. what. I I've witnessed it. And it's like Step Brothers, pretty much. <laughs> Step yeah, Brothers. don't wake him. Don't yeah, wake him. Don't wake him up while he's tearing apart the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, should we get into the stable questions? I mean, or, man, you got you got all the questions. We can I've got go as far. As... I've got. Uh, we asked the dream races. Yeah. Future dream. races. Yeah, I know, I know of what one that you're running. It's the uh, Minds of Spain 100, yeah. which I wish. I wasn't dropping out of, but I decided to. You talked to me. I would never buy a thousand dollars. It's four. It was fourteen hundred dollars for the flight. Oh, he's doing the Iowa. Yeah, he's okay. in my hometown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm driving around, and that's yeah. back in the Tri Cities, and I'll probably do. And that race. Miles. So the thing about that race I is, need to hear. is from there. when you're going into the canyon, the mines. Okay. Look up. We used to throw shit off those. While people are down there? No, no. Oh. Just as punk kids. We used to throw <laughs> throw kids off the off the rocks and there's a creek you cross that we used to drive our boat up. Mm-hmm. Like 
our speedboat up and go way up into town on this creek. But it's it's a hundred miler I'd like to bag. How much do you know about the actual trail? Um, uh, as far as a hours, man. as as far as a runner, yeah, I don't. I mean, I looked at the course. I don't. It's changed a lot, and it's not what I remember it to be. Uh-huh. But as far as the trail, I know it's it's. Hopefully, it's not muggy. Oh, Indian. Yeah. Oh. And Commander middle Summer. October. Uh, middle of October, oh, so it yeah. shouldn't be too muggy. It's going to be probably cold. It'll be cold. It, It'll be, it's going to be a little cold. But I, yeah, I was going to ask you, besides the Mines of Spain 100, what other races do you have coming up? Like, so so I just finished this past weekend. We talked yes. in the car, your truck, just a little bit. It's called the Ma de Hay, M-A-A-H, D-A-A-H, H-E-Y, and it's in North Dakota. Okay. We'll come back to that because that's a story, and I might weep a little bit. But you know, the people okay. at home they can't see that nonsense, right? Okay. Well, they might be able to. I'm yeah, looking right. at them right now. But in any case, <laughs> let's see. In about two and a half weeks, there's the Wyoming Range Hundred Miler, and ideally, the weather is good enough yeah. that we can actually start the actual race, and okay. as opposed to some improvised race. And the other thing about that is the required gear. You're in high country. You're in Wyoming. Things can change, even though it's. You know, August 19th through 21, most of the snow shouldn't be melted. You're required to carry bear spray for the whole thing. Yeah. That's, I think, the first race. Even you, Ray, didn't require that. And there are a number of other things, you know, as far as rain gear and thermal gear and calories and all of that. And then after that one is the middle of September is Run, Rabbit, Run in Colorado. Okay. Yep. Okay. I know and, that one. And... uh Joe Shrum and I are going to take a little road trip. It's only about 15 hours to get there. Steamboat Springs. Okay. 36 hours. It looks really doable. But every single one of these, especially with elevation, is how's the weather going to be? I mean, because I got a number of races lined up. And so two weeks after the middle of September, Run Rabbit Run is the Hennepin 100 in Illinois. And then the. <laughs> He's Indiana, at nine already for this year. So. Indiana Trail yeah, in yeah. Indiana. Yeah. And then the Mines of Spain. And then there was supposed to be a 100-miler in Minnesota, but they, they dropped the 100, and it's only a 50. And it's okay. nuts. Yeah. Man. And then there's Havelina. It's Halloween weekend. And mm-hmm. then the first weekend in November is something called the Deadman Peaks. And okay. I DNF'd it last year. I underestimated. And one of the things I'm learning about, hey, you're retired. You have time. Yeah. A number of these races, I've gone to a few days in advance. You know, if you're doing, let's say, three in a row or two in a row, get to the next town and actually, if it's a 20-mile loop, do the loop. Right. And if it's in, uh, like, February, you might find all the water and ice hazards. And okay, all right, this is where i got to slow down. Right. I'm going to be doing some of this in the dark or whatever, okay? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask Joe to be, and this is one of my rare occasions because I'm usually just no crew, no yeah. officer. Yeah. Come back to the moment. I think one of the parts of, I, what are you there for? I ain't there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. The buckle's important. Mm-hmm. The pain cave, negative on that. But if you've got a really good pacer, let's say on the second 50 mile yeah. of the out and back as things get dark You're in right. November, and they've got the headlamp, and they've got the guy a GPS thing, and they, they know you. Uh-huh. Yeah. They know just how much to push or yeah. you know needle. When to push, right. when not. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, we yeah. came all the way this far, and you're paying for all this lodging and hotel, and you know how much chicken I eat, man? Yeah. And you're paying for all this nonsense. Yeah. You better finish this mother. Yep. Okay, I'm out of my mind. <laughs> yep. But in that way, you can string these guys together. And so, I don't, I think it's seven more 
by the end of the year. But this one this last weekend, Joe and I, we drove from Sierra Vista, which is like nine miles from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So it's a long trip. Oh, yeah. He's counting these things out. Here's what we did for road. So we got Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Wyoming, South Dakota, North Dakota, and ultimately I drop him off in Missoula, Montana, to yeah. go home. And it was a full seven days for him just to, you know. Said, yeah. Because I talked to the race director, and I said, I, I've never used a crew. Why can't I just do my own thing? And finally, I figured it out. They never mentioned drop bags on the website once. Oh. Is, is this pretty nutty? No yeah. drop bags. Well, how do you do it? Well, that's your sag wagon. That's your buddy. That's your crew. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, you talk about low points, probably the lowest point I've ever been in any race. Uh, but I even have to back up at the race. The first 9.7 miles was like green more green, like hay fields and stuff. i got you oh yeah and i think it was all the precipitation and smell was great the problem happened at about mile 14.4 when and we only had 12 runners. so exact no, it, <laughs> Very it, was, it was it was burned into the frontal cortex we only had 12 runners running in the 100 five no six running in the 75 about 45 running the 50 and the remaining of the 640 who signed up for Matahe, signed up for the 5K, mm-hmm. 10K, the half marathon, and the full. And when you looked at the prices, it it looked like they're making like 60 grand on all of these smaller races. A lot of the money, I'm not sure, I'm waving my hands, went to the Preserve the Matahe Trail. Okay. Because I think it was the Forest Service said, we're not going to take care of it. And it's a 177 mile trail or 145 total trail yeah. that the bicyclists do, mm. okay? And they can get it done fast, yeah. lads and lasses, yeah, yeah. in about 11 hours. And so much of it was beautiful at the very start of it until you get into some of the badlands. And, and that had 24,000 feet total elevation delta. Mm. So you just think about uh, BMC, Badger Run Challenge, yeah. kind of sprinkle it around. We never had a 1,200 up, 1,100 down. We had a lot of... Gradual. But that was punch right in the middle mm-hmm. of the course. Mm. At 14.4... I'm making great time, and I come upon a, a guy who is runner, man down on the trail. He is not having a good day. And uh, he was being helped out by another lady who was 100 miler. And I think once she saw that I was going to help this guy out, she took off. What else can you do? But that, helping this guy out, because he had very severe cramps. When you talk about... Um, um, the word escapes me. It Pain be, cave. It wouldn't be just like one thigh vibrating. His whole body. Yeah, this I got guy, you. Ultimately, two hundred and fifty pound guy, six two, mm-hmm. big guy, and we ultimately made the choice to leave the trail together. I said, I can't leave you here. Yeah, it's that's just, like an unwritten code that if you're no matter what you're doing it in a in a race, if you come across somebody that needs assistance, yeah. It's like everything he needed, though, was at the next aid station. Yeah. Staff, How far away? Trekking, 10 miles. Jeez. That was long and water and the whole mess. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. So uh, ultimately, we got moving and we moved maybe three quarters of a mile on the official trail toward the aid station. The ideas were moving. Yeah. And I encountered this in the stressed runners. And sometimes it's they over exaggerate, but it's they ate too much food. Yeah. And it's not working. Yeah. And so now they think that they're chilling. Sweetheart, you're fine. Look, no, it's good. Yeah. No, your color's all still there. Well, if we move, you're going to move the digestion. If you move, we're going to get close to that aid station, which I really want to get to. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And I'll communicate with you. And ultimately, 
uh, we took a three, we backed up that quarter, three quarter mile, and then we found another three mile that led to a campground and access road. And finally, we got some cell service and we could call his dad and tell him what's going on, where we are, and the whole thing. And they're just surprises along the way, right? Because we see this Benton campground, 0.3 miles. You know, you could probably read my mind. That wasn't a point. That was not a dot. It was three miles. I'm thinking, you know, the time's running out. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going through this, uh, like, emotional wreck because the sun is beautifully in the sky. I know that my buddy, Joe, is at aid station one, 24.5 miles, but now we're three miles in, and then I see his dad. Mm. Okay, great. Communicate. Here's the one and a quarter mile. Oh, that was the thing, too. He, when he'd crash, it would be like both engines on the dual prop went out and it just it, it was almost graceful to see this big guy because it looked like he'd done this in the trekking poles go and pretty soon it, I'm not going to get him to the yeah I'm going to yeah. have to get his dad down here ultimately phoned in medevac that whole thing wow um, one of the other graces karma or otherwise is we were really dwindling on water because mm. I now had a new client right when I got to the campground I just happened to look to the right and a brilliantly painted green, fresh hand pump was pumpable with a fence around it. So the cattle, oh, there were cattle all over this trail, too. Polite cattle. Oh, I mean, nice. Right. Which Holes is good. in the air, yada, yada. But, uh, and I drank ding near a half a gallon of the water. How hot was it out? Uh, the high got to 95 that day with a bit of humidity. And it could have rained at some point. Too, yeah. So. And uh, so once I got the hand off, I never saw a helicopter. I just... Boom, boom, you guys. It's been a great party. I got to go see what I can do with the rest of the day. Right. And I'm adding it up, and there's no way in Hades that I'm going to finish by 6 p.m., 36 hour, right? So now I'm starting to gam- do the, uh, what do they call it, deal making. Because it was seven miles, but almost five hours with the whole, all of that. Yeah. Thing. And I meet up with Joe, and I, I don't know if I can, I, I don't want to do the long story short, but that was interesting there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was even a thing where, look, if I hadn't have been there, this guy would have been your problem race director, happily eating tuna fish sandwiches at the finish line. Yeah. He would have been, yeah, this, you, waivers be damned, pardon me. There are plenty of good lawyers that are going to say, I don't think so. Extrosted heat stress and malnourishment and the yeah. water for three right. hours before. And there were no, I could, I never saw a sweeper. And we were back of the pack, really seriously back. Um, but yeah. as I'm trying to make up time, and Joe, my crew, Pacer, Angel, is supposed to get to aid station two, which is at mile 52. And it's a 107-mile race. It's not even halfway. I was supposed to be in and out of there, according to my spreadsheet, by 10 p.m. I have a spreadsheet. I have a time to. That's crazy. I learned the, spreadsheet. I learned the spreadsheet tactic. <laughs> yeah. So I finally get to this so-called river crossing at about 2.15 in the morning. I'm not only back of the pack, I may as well be dead. Right. Where's number 11? What happened to 11? Well, Joe saw me at aid station one and the aid stations really didn't have nourishment to speak of. This, this, this water crossing was like about a 20 foot wide. When I first got to it, I thought it was just a sandbar with no water. Mm -hmm. That's dangerous. Yeah. That's, that's freaky. Material and I threw it. No, no, that's water. How deep is it? I'm out here alone. It came right up to my privates and I couldn't go right down the trail because it was a three foot drop and yeah. I didn't know how I would have never gotten out. So I had to go along the shore of this thing. Very slow moving swill kind of creek. Wow. I finally get in it and I'm thinking if worse goes to worse and I dunk, 
could be hypothermia, mm. nobody knows, whatever, and it didn't. And that's that's one of those stressful moments Nuts, where man. you kind of just think, turn around. I mean, this is, because you've got all of the, is the race director going to be in a good mood to hear from me about making bargains and stuff? Yeah. Supposed to end at 6, I'm probably not going to end until 11 p.m., good grief. I make it across this nonsense, and it's crawling out, you know, when you got your foot maximum friction in these little rivulets where water would run. Yeah. And because if you, and I finally get out, and I put the shoes on after the feet dry, and I'm sitting down and saying, I'm not even looking at the heart rate. We don't need that additional stress. Right? <laughs> I go about a quarter mile, and then I find the real river. It's about 100 feet across, not 20. <laughs> and this water is moving, oh. and there's no crescent moon in the sky, rarely a star, and I can see like Mordor 30 miles away, the lightning. and the, If you've seen the Lord of the Rings, the light. In other words, that could be heading here. Mm-hmm. We could be getting rain. So I say, I sit my butt down. It's about 2.45. I'm going to wait for lights, 5 or 5 a.m. So I can see what do I have ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see any ribbons or reflective tape or red signs or chalk or nothing. So I just waited out. Sleep? No, we don't have. We just were, were counting the minutes down. Wow. Get across the river finally, what, miss Joe at a checkpoint? Because you don't know where the heck I am yeah. at this point. I slept at the river for two and a half. Yeah. I finally catch up with him and at a high point and get signaled. And uh, you're alive. You're still here. I give him an ETA. And I get there like an hour and a half before before the ETA. He says, buddy, you're still in the game. I says, how is it? We'll figure it out. Yeah, I guess he's more optimistic. Because mm-hmm. I'm talking to the race director and everything. Yeah. Anyways... We get to the sun is setting and we still have 16 miles to go or nine, 10 miles to go. And we're entering another prairie, beautiful part of the Badlands. You know, some of it's runnable, but I told you, yeah. I'm going to do my 17 minute mile. You just yep. will keep talking. And Which when Patrick runs a 17 minute mile, it's fast. Yeah. We're just it going. is fast. We're, we're moving and Joe's keeping me on board with the whole thing. He's, he's diplomatic. I wouldn't have been diplomatic. So he's talking about the, the, the deal, bargaining with the race director still, you know, in uh, Medora, North Dakota, and saying, you know, the, the emergency medevac and what we've learned along the way and getting credit for this. And he says, I, I essentially get there by sunset. And I say, we can't do that. We'll get there whenever you can. The belt buckle will be left on your windshield. I go, yay! In other words, yeah, and take a picture of the watch and, you know, the time that I was actually yeah. on my feet and everything fell into place. What we then later learned, I think, was the next day is that not only did Jake, who I fell in with, get yeah. the medevac out, there were two others. I got medevaced out? So a quarter Jeez. of the hundred miles were, you, somebody has got to have to, some lessons learned from this thing. Wow. That's great. It's like, it sounds to me like a bad plan. A bad, bad logistics, bad plan. Like you look at BMC, you're really never more than seven miles away from the next aid. Yeah. Ever. There's five? And I five. Think, yeah, is it five? Five or six, yeah. So that And that's something that I look like, I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. You know, like if I could just make it to oh, the yeah. next I one. Think Western States is like that too. Yeah. 1,600 volunteers and their job is to make you happy and keep yeah. Yeah. and don't get too comfortable. Now, like when, when we ran our prosser to your house... Our first leg was 20 miles <laughs> yeah. to the first aid station <laughs> yeah, yeah. with, uh, what, 12 miles of bushwhacking? Yeah. That, I mean, it was... Tw- I'm trying to picture the bushwhacking happening. It was fun. It was... It was said no one. Grasses. 
High yeah. grass, cheat yeah. grass. Cheat grass. All the opportunity for the small cacti that live up on the hills? No. Never Just that. those little seeds that stick to your socks. Oh, now imagine that. Lord. Every square inch of your socks. Oh yeah, that like I still have the socks outside. Yeah, compounded, yeah, not worth even looking at. And no. when your ankle, when your ankle bent, it just just dug in dug more in. and more and more. And by the time I threw my socks so, out in oh, that city. God. So what's what what is your future climb? What is your next climb? Are you done climbing, or are are you going to trek something? What what's your next climb? Yeah, not not racing, but just on your to do to do list. Okay, I'll, I'm just going to throw this out there. So, uh, I made reservations at Timberline for Thursday night, and ideally Friday, which is two days from today. Dang it! No, uh, the thing is, I'm, I'm in, in Canada. I'm in, I'm in Arizona, and every time I look, yeah, you're winter, here. No, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and the next five days or whatever, the weather's nice. It's good. Yeah. And can you do it? I can, but I'm oh. not going to. I, 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 I have to take care of this ankle, or I'm going to be oh, screwed yeah, for yeah. He, he for a while. Be, he needs to take care of his ankle. Yeah, I would definitely go with you, though. Yeah. The thing about it is, I've climbed hood without a headlamp. Like, and the thing yeah. is, and there's sometimes when I sleep in the car. Other times I just show up, like you and yeah, and just go up and, and just go on. Nine thirty, yeah. we're in the parking lot. Yeah. Ten o'clock, we're on the trail. Yeah. And then sometimes I treat myself. So I got uh, a bunk at the Timberline Lodge for Thursday nice. night. And the idea is I'm going to be heading out at like 4 a.m. And I'll oh. be at the summit of the mountain by like 10-ish, something like that probably. Yeah. Hmm. And I've done this before. If the consul- snow is nice and consolidated and it's been blue skies. You're my spirit animal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. Man, yeah. Was, you're my spirit animal. Yeah. That's the true. thing about that too. Is, you remember when we were in the Hot Rocks last year? Oh, I'll never forget away. the Hot Rocks. Oh, I'm sorry, but you know, I had to give you a little bit of everything, and then climbing that steep. I was terrified in there. You should. Be. I, I remember just... when we when we started going around the fumarole, mm-hmm. and that big. Do you remember that big rock that was? There was a huge rock, and it had a big old. I remember it having a big gouge. And you're like that one will ruin your day. Mm. It was a, yeah. it was a rock about yeah. this big, and it had this huge trough that went down to yeah, it that melted out. And it's yep. kind of one of don't whisper too loud. Mm, and we yeah. got to Devil's Kitchen, and we couldn't see. It was dark, so we couldn't see what we were looking at. Yeah. And he's like, "You said something like we shouldn't be here. We shouldn't be this close. We shouldn't yeah. be this far. I don't remember right. what you said, yeah. but there was a huge snow bridge." Mm-hmm. And we went back, we backtracked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then we went up this steep ass thing and we were actually, I looked back on my Strava and we were on the f- fumarole. We were climbing yeah. straight up the fumarole and then we traversed. Dude. And, and then when we got to Hogsback, the Bergschund was so yeah. freaking wide. Mm-hmm. I took pictures of it. Oh yeah. And we traversed over to Old Chute and then up. Mm. And uh, yeah, I just remember looking down at those hot rocks and thinking, yeah, I'll probably never. I'll probably never snowboard this. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen people skiing or oh yeah, they always do. And it. It's so steep right from the top. And I saw one guy who climbed Hood from the north side, and I saw him this Nordic body, six three with the skis and the whole thing. Yeah, I thought I don't even need to ask him nothing. 
He's set. He can do anything. You'd want. think they are, but man, they are not. But well, there was one guy who just learned to ski five years earlier, and he'd been living at government camp doing some tech job, mm-hmm. and he did the skis from the top. And I was going down the old chute, and we just happened to be heading down pretty much, you know, sixty feet apart. And he loses one of the skis. Mm-hmm. You and told he that story out up there. And the whole thing, and 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 then he disappears over the lip, where it shows you don't even ski. <laughs> yeah. And I met his skis stayed up there. Both of them lost. And so I went over it and gathered up his equipment. Yeah. Otherwise, Lord, you know, he would have had to. Yeah. And the only thing he lost was no eyes or limbs or anything. Uh, the, the cell phone. He thought, that's all I lost? He's lucky. Yeah. I, yeah. He's when, lucky. when I looked down at those hot rocks when we were going to oh, yeah. shoot, I, from what I thought I saw, it looked like at the end of the snow on the old chute before you hit the hot rocks, it looked like about a 20-foot drop to the hot rocks. Mm-hmm. So if you slipped, oh yeah, you're going for a ride, then you got a 20-foot rock drop to hit the hot oh, rocks. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. scariest part about climbing hood is coming back down. When you turn around and you... Oh, yeah. You're facing backwards. You can't quite see. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. It's So, any more? No, I'm. I I got. I think I asked. Are all you my sure? Questions. Yeah, I'm. He came prepared. Yeah, I guess. I, I nor, normally I am, man. It's but Patrick. The, these these. I know Patrick. I just have questions. These interviews are getting easier and easier, <laughs> man. So so, my my question to you is: You're you drink beer, Deschutes or Rogue? It's a staple question. I, well, the thing about this, and I've listened to these other podcasts <laughs> yeah. and everything, and there's something about a peanut butter sandwich. and Yeah, yeah. We'll get and to the that. The thing for me is if I'm in, in California, northern, southern, I just ask the guy or the gal who's serving, do you have something really dark and it's kind of like a molasses? Yeah. And, and, and it's a local thing mm-hmm. so yeah. I, i'm not really you're trying to any new. name brand so i live in arizona now and there's you can get like this okay. 36 case of tecate it works for this guy but it's too much corn for me i don't know it, that it works mexican lager man Ugh. no if i'm gonna pay like five dollars for a beer and i'm a restaurant yeah. or something like that so tecate um really dark coffee or molasses and if oh, where was i it's i don't even remember sick. the last place and they serve it in a 24 ounce glass shoe with a spur on it or something uh, geez <laughs> okay just, just i need to go, go some races with you man. Yeah. Well, okay all right go for it man so how do you make a peanut butter jelly sandwich or do or prepare you know what i really like the peanut butter nutella because that's got the sweet mm-hmm. and the jelly See, it all kind of congeals and stays there, that Nutella thing. And if they're putting it together right there at the aid station, you could say, put another schmear of that on there, or you yeah. know, the whole wheat bread. or the, the bagel tends to get a little bit messy unless it's the fresh bagel. Or but, tortilla. Um, I'll throw something at you. Or tortilla. <laughs> Flat? Oh, what was it? I don't know. It was in Wendover, Utah. The upper northwest corner where they have the like some speed racing car over the flats. The okay, salt, the salt oh, flats. The salt yeah. flats. You invited me to that race. Did I? Do you that? asked. You asked me to. You asked me to run. It was the first weekend in May to mm-hmm. try to run and it. The, yeah, and the weather was good. And the best 
food I've ever had in an aid station. It was like a tor soft tortilla shell with tater tots and then bacon in it and some avocado oh, and little bits of really pineapple good. and a mild taco sauce kind of thing or salsa. Yeah. And I said, my God. And then I'm sitting in this chair <laughs> and they handed me a beer as well. And I only had like 52 miles in, and I got it. Can you put one of those in some to go bag? Yeah, that's amazing. You just think about that. Everything's going on the avocado and the pineapple and the bacon, and it, it's not too much, it's not too little. But yeah, that's an aid station captain where they're really going the extra mile. Yeah, so, so what brings you up here from Arizona? You said you lived in Arizona. Uh, what the, the well, coming all the way up to this crazy North Dakota race, which, okay? Yeah, and then we put. Joe on a plane today is Wednesday, yesterday morning. That's great. And then Tri Cities. I've got some friends here. Yep. We talked okay. about this podcast. I don't know. We can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't have to come up here for that. Well, it, <laughs> it, it honestly, it honestly totally worked out because, yeah. like, we were talking and he said he was going to be in South Dakota and I had a feeling he was going to be kind of coming back because every, he, you never fly to go to your races, right? You always drive. You rarely fly, if I remember correct. Yeah. You drive everywhere. Yeah, even like Western states where yeah. I'm still working and everything. Because it's not that far right. from the Tri-Cities. Like really. you're always telling me Shasta's not that far. It's, it's, it's not. not. You read that, my mind. Right. It's, it's not, a half miles. It's, hours. Yep. It's not that far. It's not. No. Yeah. It's, it's three days. I, to hate. you it is. I just hate driving. <laughs> to you it Find is. Find somebody who's good. To Brandon Latin it is. Too. Right. <laughs> right. I hate driving. <laughs> I would rather run than drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but um, and then uh, so so I'll tell you. Oh, you know what? I'll actually. You can kind of see it right here. So even if you got the glasses on or not or whatever, yeah. it's got days and destinations and what all this yellow is the Mata Hay because that was kind of a big deal. Okay. Right? And so where are we? I actually have. So that's this year's that's, itinerary. That's that's this form. That's this year. <laughs> yeah. That's for this year, and so we have. He's He's, he's not even in. halfway done. He's dialed okay, in. I didn't have to visit Tri City Motors for an oil change or whatever. Okay, a little bit. MMB podcast miles. Wow, miles. we're in his. Podcast you need to take a picture of that. Yeah. <laughs> yada yada. Bring hiking, running, and climbing schedules, whatever. And then booths. Okay, so then I got my hood, and then the other big things. I don't know if you've ever been to the Albert Desert of Southern Oregon. It's right close to Nevada. Oh yeah. And there's a little town down there called Fields, population 11. And they tell you they get the best milkshakes and it's stuck there. Hmm. And then hike across a desert that's more beautiful than even um, Badwater Basin. Okay. If you've been to Badwater Basin, it's got this crust. So if you're sleepwalking, uh, you get a Ouch, that's going to hurt. Albert Desert, just flat. And the only thing you need to be aware of, I was talking to the proprietor who runs the camp there. He says, oh, yeah, when we were teenagers and everything in high school, we'd go down there at night mm -hmm. with our cars and just open it up all the way and whew, scream without headlights. So if you're hiking across the sun, have lights in the front and the back and <laughs> and your hovercraft. Because you didn't, yeah. Fields, Oregon. So that I, when I go to Tahoe, I always go to 84. I always go to 84 and then go through... Uh, when you say 84, that's the Gorge and Portland and... Well, no, go eight, uh, Eastern Baker City. Oregon. Towards okay. Baker City. And then no. you take this one, I think, 90, no. is it 93? 93, I remember, is mostly Nevada. And it goes so through Ely. You go through... One line. I can't. You go through Winnemucca oh, and no, all no, that. Yeah, yeah, all that. Good buffets. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> we'll get along just fine. But the border uh, of uh, Oregon and Nevada, it, it's just so desolate. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's a lot of places that you can hit and get lost and right. have fun. Oh, yeah, man. And not even worry about anybody around you. Will it be hot? Mm. Yes. But early in the season, mm-hmm. I think it's prime country for uh, for training. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Oregon, that area, man. I, yeah. I love Eastern Oregon, man, is, is definitely Southern Eastern Oregon is just prime, prime real estate right there. Yeah. yeah. Is it high elevation too? Not like, so much. Like it's just high. Desert. Like 4,400 feet or something out yeah, it's there. Yeah, that's bend high. Kind of. Not, not too high. No. The trees, there's hardly any trees. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And there's cacti. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you, you're talking about the high desert out there. I remember it must have been 2002, taking a road trip, and there was a tire, town there called Wagon Tire, Oregon. They said population two. And they were honest. They pulled in there, and there was a guy who was serving apple pie in the canteen. The gas station didn't work. I mean, it yeah. was on his last legs. But he, had, he was just a drifter in a motorcycle, and he was just... The woman who was working there would make stuff, and they had a little hotel there. We didn't stick around very long. We got a little bit of a story about it. Then I learned half a dozen years later, the entire 16 acres of wagon tire, including a short field airstrip, was for sale for a quarter million dollars. Yeah. Wow. So I drove down there. And, and only looked. two residents? I, I don't know if there's still two people or they got tired. It had power. But um, You ever been through Buford, Wyoming? Buford? Popula- was that during your 10 months? Population one. <laughs> It's between Cheyenne and Laramie. It's it's a it's it's just this little gas station town. town. That's it. It had a working gas station. That's it. Okay. And it's Uh, called Buford, Wyoming. (laughs) So well, Wyoming is its own special place. There, you know, thinking about moving there, but talking to locals and everything. Yeah. If you think Wisconsin has a pisser of a winter with six months, we get seven months. Oh yeah. And you happen to just be here during the one month where it's not blowing. I moved. Oh yeah. I moved to Wyoming in. uh, (laughs) I think. I moved there in January, and then we moved back again to Washington in December of the following yeah, year. Yeah, nope. Okay. So I know Wyoming winter, and they go into the summer. Oh, yeah. It's pretty intense. So. Yep. You got to be tough. So, you know, it's, it's like a filter. Yeah. People. Yeah. Patrick. That's still me. I appreciate your time, man. So good. The yeah, fact that you here. have... Me on your itinerary it speaks volumes. Well, yeah, there, there's that. It, it's quite unique. I mean, you're not even halfway down the list. I want to climb Whitney solo and Boundary Peak in Nevada and then get into Colorado and do Mount Albert. Have you done Boundary? I, I, I've done all of these guys. Boundary should be like about three and a half miles up, three and a half miles back. But I have a front-wheel drive camera, and depending on the time of the year, how close you can get to the trail. Right. So you might have to park a little bit further and start a little bit earlier. That's fine. I was going to do Boundary uh, two years ago. So? Always. Yes. Always. What happened? Life got in the way. Um. What time mm, of the year? It's always uh, around this time. Okay. Around this time in late... uh, Late fall, 
Okay. From from now to late fall, always hit everything. When you said shoes on Rainier, I would never go on trail shoes on Rainier. But oh I'm normally no, doing. Other people I say. Oh, I know, I know, no, no, no. <laughs> but I'm the guy that will go up uh, comfortably up trail shoes. That's my mm-hmm. go-to, and I'll bring always bring two pairs of uh, shoes, and it's norm- normally mountaineering boots or, and trail shoes. So I'm that crazy one, but I will never, <laughs> never do Rainier and trail shoes. That's I've seen people crazy. in basketball shorts. Yeah, yeah, I think the thing that many years ago, it was a teenage kid, and he had a Coke bottle, plastic Coke bottle that was his water, and <laughs> tennis shoes and yeah. t-shirt, and it was the perfect day. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if once it becomes unperfect, he's got to buddy up with somebody, or oh, yeah. otherwise things yeah. are going to get real bad. Yeah, I do a lot of stuff solo. I yep. do, yeah. Because you know what you're capable of, and yeah. you're not going to slow anybody down, and nobody's going to disappoint you. Yes. So, yeah, and then lately it's just been the injury bug, and it's just 40 has not been good to me. So. The, the age of 40? Yes, it, yeah. the injury bug this year has been okay. awful. Do you do what I do? I have the spreadsheet. What, what, well, what can be improved? It's a retrospective as soon as the race is over and I can get in the car. Because sometimes there's some absolute, like with yeah. um, the high point of Wyoming, uh, Gannett Peak, when you see people with the, the halo, mm-hmm. they've got a success story. I want to get one or two pieces of information. I got you. What made it work for you guys? Or I even got you. what went wrong. Oh, yeah. Because it's all beta. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. Seeing people on Mount Hood doing the rope thing and thinking there's there's a lead, mm-hmm. and then there's a bunch of people who should have really practiced more because they're just... Oh, yeah. Up, and i got to get some distance here. and You kind of want to stay away yeah. from them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Patrick, I appreciate your time, man. Appreciate Definitely. Coming up to the bonus room, man. Right. Oh, not, not the bonus room. What is this room? It's the Teacup Studios. It's all the teacup studios, all the girls, girls yes, oh, play yeah. things. And... I was focusing on that fridge over there, about 50 or 60 brews in it. Yeah, it's always, it's always fully stocked. It, yes. yeah, it is. And shout out to uh, Varietal, Varietal, yes, Which, the Twain partnership. Mm-hmm. Yep, you guys drank some of that. That's I good was stuff. wondering, too, technically, how do you know how many people? You know, like on the YouTube videos and stats, we had 43% of the population listen for 12 minutes, 12% of the population listen through the whole. You get that. You can, but you have to pay for it. What so, do we need to do to build you, man? So <laughs> you, you know, I just like the conversation. I like to learn. I like to know why you do the things you do. And, uh, Fortunately, a lot of other people like that, you know, and, and the, the more local you stay, the bigger it gets. And it's quite the following here in Tri-Cities, yeah. especially from the local Washington runners and everything. State, what, what do we have, like 1,400 milers or something like that? Right. Well, Arizona has like 10 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's nice to see it. And it's good to just have conversation. Like I said, I have you today. I have... Uh, Mike McKnight tomorrow, and Different then I have, and then I'm going to Redmond to uh, do a uh, brewery. To a brewery, but you're going to have the same sort of thing. Miles yep. Mountains beers yep. at a brewery. At a brewery, uh, we uh, interview we interview brewers. Okay, and just rack their brains. This is a nice gig. It is. I'm retired. I get, I need to listen to more and more of your podcast. What, what, yeah. There's magic going on and, here and because it's interesting stuff. You have knowledge, and I can pick your brain for hours 
and I would love to pick your brain for hours. We're coming to a close. We will knock bottles together. Anytime. I'm drinking water. You are. Anytime you want, or you're up here and you want to uh, just shoot it, Mm -hmm. let me know. I will do that. And if if I am available, I will definitely uh, hit a mountain or two with you. I'm always game. I'm always game. So, so cheers, Patrick. Thank you. Cheers, Nick. Cheers, Ben. Thank you for yeah. uh, doing that, man. Thank you. Thank cheers. you. Thank you. That works. All right, guys. You heard it. Patrick. Wow. He is the retired bachelor who has already hit seven, Three 100. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> seven already. And nine more to go. Yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. You bet.